Fashion Insider with your host, Knuckle. Hello and welcome back to another edition of The Fashion Insider and today we've got quite a cool episode. We're going to be speaking to the founders, Dee and Begum Ozturk, of Hiram London, uh, which is an exciting premium streetwear brand which is on the rise and um, I think you're going to want to hear about what Hiram London is, what it stands for, what their ethics are the story behind the collections which are fascinating um, and it is a brand worth keeping your eyes on because I think they're onto something special I think Dean Begum have really created a special brand and I think we're going to be seeing much more of it in the years to come um, so my first experience of Harem London was actually in London Fashion Week back in February 2020 just before the uh, pandemic came and took over Europe um, and uh, I remember really enjoying the show it was it was a great presentation that they had and they also had a rail with clothing on the side you know so you could have a look and a feel of it and I remember really liking the way it looked and felt and um, you know that's not always the case and I, I really liked some of the patterns that they had going and yeah I became quite curious and I looked into the brand and you know I, I kept I kept track of their progress and I was really impressed and um, eventually I thought we have to get them on the show um, and uh, here we are so I look forward to you guys hearing the conversation that we had and uh, just a little story as well I actually have some Harem London clothes that I was supposed to wear at Fashion Week the Fashion Week that's just gone and it was I, I took two suitcases with me and this suitcase that had the Harem London outfit that I was gonna wear which is absolutely it's a really cool outfit I mean I can't wait to wear it. I was gonna wear it to an event uh, to a show um, at fashion week and uh, yeah that suitcase got lost and uh, I was so gutted about it because I was actually really looking forward to donning that outfit it was such a cool outfit so that's gonna be saved I'll be wearing that in February at some point um, to a show so yeah just just want to share that just want to share my disappointment because uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to wearing that. Um, but yeah, I'm a personal fan of the brand as well. So, and, and I've always said like that's something I would do on the Fashion Insider. I, I only want to bring on brands and designers and models and everyone that I truly believe in, that I truly like. And uh, Harem London is a brand that I genuinely like. Um, so you're going to want to hear the story behind Harem London. So uh, without further ado, let's tune in to my conversation with D and Begum Ozturk as we talk all things Harem London. Today I'm joined by the founders of luxury and contemporary clothing brand Harem London. Dee and Begum founded the brand in 2015 and have since gone from strength to strength including featuring at London Fashion Week. And to tell us more about their brand, Dee and Begum join us today. Hello ladies. Hi, Nicole. So, great to have you on. Um, and before we begin talking about your latest collection, which I'm looking forward to speaking about, um, for those who are less familiar with Harem London, tell me a bit about what Harem London is and, and what does your brand represent? 
Um, Harem London is a sustainable uh, luxury fashion, um, uh, street fashion brand uh, where um, all the garments are ethically made in London. Um, so we really have a strong belief in um, keeping um, ethically correct and uh, producing our garments, you know, the way we want to, to, to wear it with um, small stock. So it's, it's like slow, it's a slow fashion brand um, that uh, also represents our um, uh, cultural background and our uh, contemporary life in, life in London. So it's a bit of a mixture of um, our heritage and our future. Um, um, basically, and um, you said that you make your clothing in London. Yes. Where do you, are, are your fabrics from Turkey or are they from London? So our fabric, um, our fabrics are coming from uh, Turkey. Um, uh, handmade, handwoven uh, artisan fabric mixed with um, organic cotton jerseys that uh, we we supply from Turkey. They all arrive in London, in our uh, East London studio in Dalston. And so we make everything from scratch, um, from our patterns to toiles to to the final garment and our, our uh, small stock. We make everything in our studio. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Um, I know you recently had a new collection come out um, and there was the inspiration, wasn't there? Was it Stories from the Sea? Can you tell me about that? Um, yeah, it was very inspired from the from the Levantin um, uh, geography, which is sort of like uh, the the Middle East uh, of of today. Basically, we were really inspired by how uh, back then it was like I mean years and years ago it was it was um, the cultural capital where where cultures really met from the sea through the sea, uh, and we were we were really inspired by. Um, by uh, the stories um, of uh, you know how how people really exchanged culture and uh, um, uh, everything really like grew from there. So it's really like this. It's it's really similar to like what we have now uh, in London, which is like almost the capital of of you know uh, Europe. So it's it's really incredible to see. All these sort of like mixed cultures, the the great diversity um, uh, meeting in like one place, and there's like all this like cultural exchange going on. Yeah. So it it was actually fascinating to like read and discover about back then. It was the same story, but uh, east was the west, you know. Um, yeah. So I got really really inspired by uh, by this um, in our uh, summer twenty two collection. Can you give me an example of like how you translated that vision and how you interpreted it through an item of clothing, like a certain, let's say, top or a jacket? How did so basically? Was... So basically, discovering the sort of uh, sort of um, uh, uh, um, like older images of of um, the the era back then, like what people were wearing, and then sort of like transforming that into. Uh, like a more more interpreting that into more more like a more like a modern way. This is what what uh, we've been trying to do. Um, so some of the garments that are like really uh, inspired by um, like the photos and the images, paintings that I found um, 
when I was researching, and I really wanted to interpret that to uh, like more sort of like cultural luxury uh, in a way, so it can be worn, you know, in 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 a contemporary way, like more smart way, uh, and still nowadays. We're still, I mean, it's a passion of, of mine, to be honest, because my background is costume design. I'm always affected by stories, yeah. and I found everything like quite theatrical, even like um, uh, the, the, the paintings that I see, I want to see like what's the story behind it. So I yeah. dig and dig, and then I try to um, bring that into um, a, a more like fun- functional today, like how this can be developed today uh, so mainly since we started the brand this is what i'm um uh, sort of uh digging to to find like what what else what else uh, i can do more yeah uh, and that really comes across with with what you're doing and that's something that i've really liked is that you know whenever you're sharing your clothes and stuff for example when, when i follow you on instagram and i see what all the things you post there's always an interesting story behind it and i'm a big fan of art as well and i you know when, when you go to a gallery you love knowing like how this you know picture was painted what's the purpose yeah. behind it what's the story behind yeah. it and it's so nice that you're doing that with fashion because that's how it should be there should be a story yeah. um yeah. and it really comes across i really also love your heritage collection tell me more about that Thank you. That was an extension of the Autumn Winter 20 that we've been working on. Again, this, the, the, the theme was sort of like the same, like uh, discovering the older uh, patterns and then um, uh, sort of interpreting them. We're still doing that, but, um, but changing changing the material was uh, the main thing when we were doing the Autumn Winter 21, which was the Future Heritage Collection. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. just playing with materials like the leatherette, some organic, um, sorry, vegan, vegan wool, and organic cotton, artisan artisan handmade uh, handwoven silk, like playing with these um, sort of um, uh, fabrics that also represent our our heritage, mixing yeah. them with uh, you know organic cottons and and uh, you know leatherettes, which is the, which is like a more future future um, <clears throat> inspired fabric. So that's like that's like this kind of like play between between past and past and future, which we really like to um, improve more in our in our future collections as well. Yeah, I really like it, and it, it, you do see also the Turkish influence, like you know, mixed yeah. with, like you say, it's it's contemporary wear, it's, it's modern street wear, that kind of thing. You do see the mix, especially like with some of the patterns that you use. I, I even mm-hmm. saw like this trouser, I think it was or joggers with like a yeah. strip. Of, of a design and of like it was yeah. very classical classically that turkish the, that was the early design you're talking about i think it's it's the embroidery band that we did it was inspired by some carpet motifs which um they again has like a great story behind it so i was very obsessed with um carpets obviously it's a huge part of not only turkish but like the the middle eastern culture mm-hmm. um, that really represents like stories it's like paintings but um not with paint it's just you know using using yarn actually the the carpet maker uh decides to to weave which which motif that you know she wants to use to represent her feelings it's very strange um and i'm actually still um uh trying to discover more about this um this carpet uh, motif stories that everything really represents something yeah. uh, which is really fascinating it's just like a really big world behind it it's not just you know carpets but it's like really interesting as i as i said the way the way that um 
people back then uh, sort of like represented their their feelings or you know what's um, where else where where the Western people used to paint, for example, it's like almost a similar, really similar um, sort of way of expressing um, themselves. Yeah, was also, I think it was also fun because the um, the the Illy uh, motif she's talking about is actually a woman image, and um, yeah. for some people yeah. it was difficult to see sometimes because we grew up with it. It was really natural to us because we, you know, we, we've been seeing it since we were kids, and um, it's quite nice for other people's, uh, I mean, especially Western people, to see what they think and what they see in that image. I think it's quite nice. Yeah. So basically, Eli Eli Belinde means that's the original name of that motif we, we've been we've, we've embroidered. It means her hands are on her waist. So if you can actually like have a look at the graphic, it's like a, like almost like represents a woman with like her hands on her waist, like you know she's looking at you. So that represents like um, back in Middle East, like that that represents um, uh, wealth and fertility. Fertility, not like you know having children, but like fertility as in like being fruitful. You know, like it's like nature's nature's fruit fruitfulness. Sort yeah. of um, uh, you know, sort it's sort of like also like a lucky symbol. Basically, so it was really nice to like play around and exaggerate um, the design, uh, uh, and then like also use it in our garments. Yeah, it looks really cool, and just and and the story behind it's also quite interesting as well, <laughs> and what it represents. And you know, I, I'm just picturing you guys having a runway show, you know, with cool carpets <laughs> on the ground instead oh, of you know the usual wood. <laughs> you, you've got to do that. You've got to do that. I mean, I can just it's imagine really it looks so cool. Nicole, we um, we sometimes speak it among each other, but you came to our presentation, and uh, sometimes yeah, we think yeah. oh, maybe a runway one day. But I think for our brand, presentation is a bit uh, better suited. It's funny yeah. because um, D also comes from performance design and um, costume, and people who work with us, the the creative team, also comes from uh, performance design or performance background. So mm-hmm. what we like Most is really yeah. yeah we like interacting with the with the audience, with the people, to, for them to have a little experience. Um, I think you came to Autumn Winter Twenty, was? Yeah, February nineteen, twenty nineteen. So it was yeah. that it was that collection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had you know. Yeah, that was that was cool. By the that, you had that some, was a nice set. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you think so because the uh, the lookbooks we were giving to people were actually maps. And yeah. um, that theme was uh, where would you go? Nowhere, elsewhere, you know, somewhere. That kind of stuff, like, basically was about where, um, yeah. where um, taking you to a journey. Exactly. Exactly. So, it was about taking, you know, the audience to to a journey where um, it was mostly inspired by Turkey again, uh, East Anatolia. So we like yeah. um, we like interacting with the audience. I would say. We really like telling a story, but in like many other ways. It's not like for for us. Begum is very right. Um, I also think, and we sometimes talk with our art director, who's also a colleague of mine from my MA, where I did um, theater in Saint Martin's. So sometimes we think like, is it time to maybe try to like make a make a runway catwalk? Um, but then we really want to like set up a set up a stage. And actually bring the people in so they can actually experience. Like in our pre- presentations, we usually have 
like food and drinks when we want to put people in this like atmosphere where they can touch and feel the garments and actually talk with the you know with the models who are in character obviously um and then take them to this like interactive journey and make them experience the garments rather than just sitting down and watching you know people like women models um uh walk and like see. i mean for for us it's it's more like more uh, of like a giving a story put it, bringing you to our story basically yeah yeah making it immersive that that sounds mm-hmm. good as well actually yeah 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 how did you find london fashion week how was that experience for you uh, back in february 2019 it was really First of all, it was incredible to incredible to actually um meet people show people what you've been doing like all this time that you were preparing so physical uh, presentations we, i mean we really miss it it was really amazing we met some such uh, interesting people and now we um also had the chance to um show um the collection you know face to face and explain ourselves um that was really great whereas in the with the digital side we're kind of you know we we really missed the physical part uh i guess don't yeah it was really don't <laughs> it's not the same yeah <laughs> i mean the best do you have any plans part... sorry go sorry on. go ahead begum oh thank you um was it, what i was going to say is that in the physical shows the best thing is the um to get the reaction right away to see in people's yeah, faces and you know that to to that's... talk about it and to explain it and um yeah just that's so good because in in digital as they says you don't see the reaction right away yeah yeah it's really amazing like when you when you go back to to you know where the people are and like see um what they're talking about this is actually very strange this was what i was doing back when i was doing theater so obviously i was a costume designer and um like every time i worked in a show uh after i'm done at the backstage i would always come you know uh where the audience is um experiencing it wasn't like a sit-down theater shows it was more like um experimental uh interactive performances so i was always coming back like where the people are and like sneaking into to hear what they're talking about <laughs> and uh, you know to get some inside information like about their reactions and stuff so it's uh fashion week is also like something similar it's like coming back from the backstage to the to the actual stage what people are talking think, talking about what they like what they don't like it's really really interesting to be in that uh atmosphere yeah i think i think it is very important i think feedback is important but it's also good for the audience as well cuz they get to feel it firsthand and ask yeah. you things too and that's something that was good about that's the presentation is that everyone like you said is is approachable everyone's talking yeah and um you get to learn a lot more that way than yeah. instead of a runway so yeah i do i yeah. do actually think that makes sense for you guys that maybe presentations are better for you uh to for, present for the moment maybe for the for time the being moment. yeah 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 do you have any plans for for the this fashion week coming up in feb oh it's a difficult question <laughs> yeah <laughs> too this, soon um, i think it's going to be uh we're going to take our time to decide we really want to do something uh we're, we're definitely doing something um i yeah. mean the way we're going to show um but we're trying to figure out because this time we we want to do something different um okay. so we're still in in the stage like uh, of of thinking like how we can um show the new collection 
Yeah. Well, you know, things are changing in the industry anyway. Yeah. I mean, people are moving outside of Fashion Week now. Many major yeah. brands are doing that as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah. there's no yeah. set time anymore. You can do it whenever. Yeah, it's true. It's true, which is actually really healthy for the for the production, for the, you know, designing um, uh, stage. It's actually really healthy to it that way. Agree. It's not forced that way, you know. So if you want to do it now, you can do it now. You can drop a show yeah. now if you wanted. So yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's how it should yeah. be. That's amazing. Um, you know, with um, at the top of the show, you mentioned sustainability. Mm-hmm. What does that? What does sustainability mean to you? And and how have you implemented it into your brand? So when we say we're a sustainable brand, it means like we're not mass producing, we're not mass buying fabric. So everything is like really um, like how much we need. So we don't do we don't have any waste of materials. Also, uh, we don't um, have any waste of labor. Also, so it's like uh, it's uh, slow fashion basically. This is this is what I'm what we mean when we are sustainable. We really are very careful with how much we make stock we really calculate so um it's actually not bad for the environment as well which most brands are doing now and it's, it's really amazing when we started we were we we decided to do like small stock anyway so yeah. we never really produced in in like big factories we never really produced our garments you know we, we never outsourced it that way um uh but then i mean seeing how the the industry is changing I'm really glad that we approached it this way from the very beginning because we already set up our, you know, our own working system uh, uh, from the beginning, and that was actually really easy for us to adapt to this, um, you know, recent uh, slow fashion movement. Basically, but we we were like this from the very beginning, so um, yeah. Yeah, you you were on ball from the get go. You were the trend setters, um, <laughs> and that's the way I it should be, though. It. You were an accident. You know, you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least you know, at least that was your, always your intention. You're not you're not just yeah. doing it to to appease the the boards. Um, yeah. But no, that's cool. That that's really good to hear. Because it's um, very sad to it's very sad to hear like how uh, very big brands are like burning their stock. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's it's, I mean, it's waste. It's waste of labor, waste of uh, waste of material. It's uh, yeah. You know, we we really didn't want to do that from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah we really wanted to be honest with our production because um, yeah. I don't know if you saw. I I don't want to give the the name, but there's a bad brand um, that was talking about. Oh, don't waste. Um, don't buy more. Bring us our bring us your bags mm-hmm. so that we can repair them for you. But then. Uh, it was um, uh, discovered that in uh, mid-America, they had this waste place where they would cut their products, the uh, unwanted stock, the dead stock. Mm. They would cut them and waste them, uh, literally like uh, dump them in a, in a field. And um, it's obviously yeah. it's horrible because there are people who actually, you know, they could donate those bags or they, those products, unwanted products. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. really cruel, I think, the way they do. And we didn't want to put ourselves in that situation and that, that's why we uh, want to produce as we need it. And uh, now, for example, um, we don't produce stock unless it's bought by a stockist. So um, mm-hmm. we're not, um, we're basically because also we uh, produce ethically. So labor in London is not cheap 
and it, it shouldn't be cheap also. <laughs> definitely not cheap yeah, it yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. and, and it shouldn't be cheap because these people these pattern cutters you know master uh, uh pattern cutters and these people uh, also you know seamstresses and you know tailors yeah. these people devote their life to this and um, they are mm-hmm. really skillful so it, we should definitely you know take not take this for granted and um yeah yeah, yeah I think in, in the past at times people underestimate how important those jobs are and how hard they are yes. and they do deserve to be well paid you know I yeah. think there's there's like this sort of feeling that oh, you know you, you try and cut costs when it comes to those people doing those jobs yeah. but actually they're the yeah. most important yeah, super it's important true. and the, the expertise they have you start because I don't come from a you know design background at all I'm a you know I'm a business side of the of the business of the job of the work um, and yeah. um, it, when I see them work, because we all work in the same studio, it's really um, impressive because the expertise they have, n- n- no one, no other person can, you know, know these things. So they they know exactly how the fabric should be cut, how to cut, um, how much it should be cut, and all these things. I mean, how the uh, fabric will perform. So these things are so important because you can waste a lot of time if you don't have an expert. Uh, you can yeah. also waste a lot of money if you, if, you don't have, yeah. if you don't know, uh, you know, if, if the person doesn't know what they're doing. So you should definitely invest in these people um, because they are really important for this industry. A good team is very important, definitely. A good team that knows what they're doing saves you time, saves you material, you know, and... Uh, yeah. It's, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Waste of material also could be a big risk. Yeah. Level, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you, you've got your, your path set correctly. Um, how how difficult was COVID, by the way? Did that affect you guys at all? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. What was first, the biggest it, obstacle you faced? First, it hit really mentally uh, because we didn't know what we were, you know, what we would do. And uh, we decided very quickly that, um, you know, to, do you remember it was now is really far away, but uh, the first three weeks was really, really tough for everyone because it was very uncertain. So we had a small yeah. team back then. So we had to uh, turn into, um, we had to um, close down the studio. Um, that day was quite sad. We had to, you know, wrap all the, all the machines, all the fabrics, put everything away. And we had to work from home. First, I think three months, I would say that we were totally uh, working from home, which is quite tough for uh, for a fashion brand because your products, yeah. you, you are making products. How are you going to work from home if you don't have your machines and all the fabrics and stuff? So literally the production stopped. Um, and we were talking with uh, with my sister and we were uh, we wanted to do something for the community because um, you know, we, we, we were seeing how NHS was struggling. So uh, we decided that Indeed jumped on board like really quickly to make masks and sell them and donate them to NHS. And um, we did that for, I think, for a good six or seven months, which was... Um, yeah, we, we actually up- upcycled our fabric. We upcycled our fabric from, from the very first collection uh, and then made um, washable, reusable masks. Um, Firstly, sorry, Begum. No, it's yeah. um, So we um, we we sold them, and actually, first uh, um, instead of selling them, we uh, first donated to local um, charities, um, 
all these places who still had to um, to to work, and um, so we did that, and um, and then we start um, you know selling to public, and uh, and then we start to make masks, which was um, obviously um, it was nice to come back to the studio uh, for sure, but yeah, it was tough in terms of fashion for sure. But yeah, well, donating to the NHS was actually very motivating. We felt like, you know, we're doing something good. Like we, we were walking to the studio, you know, uh, obviously um, uh, uh, we, we, everything was like sort of inside in the, in the COVID restrictions. In the studio, we have space that we can actually, um, uh, you know, uh, have some personal space. And then it was really nice to like produce, make something and then... Um, it was it was a good motivation to be able yeah. to good for you know yeah. the community. That, that was the focus. <clears throat> we, we we knew that the production was going to stop, but we didn't want to just sit home and you know watch yeah. Netflix all day. So we we thought yeah. we had to do something. Um, yeah, it was really yeah. it was really motivating. Yeah, that's quite important, you know, because I, you know when when you speak of that initial sort of first three week period, there was actually a concern about masks in general like we were worried now yeah. it doesn't seem like a big deal but at the yeah. time we weren't sure if we'd have enough masks there was the, yeah. i remember that being a concern so it's good yeah. that you guys jumped at that from the very get-go and donated as much yeah. as you did you yeah. even had um a collaboration with hospital rooms as well didn't you Frank? was that for yeah. the nhs yeah. as well it was not nhs basically um hospital rooms is a um is a charity that work with uh, mental health institutions um, so it came um, after the uh, the pandemic, I would say. Um, basically, uh, we founded online this uh, this amazing uh, foundation, and um, so they work with uh, they they bring the artists. So the owners both are artists; they're painters, and um, they go to um, these uh, mental facilities and they bring in artists and they paint the walls. Um, depending on the, um, the the patient's need, basically they want to um, turn these mental institutions into a much more happier, much more colorful place. Um, yeah. And um, basically, the importance of mental health was really also uh, something close to our hearts. So mm-hmm. we decided to have a chat with them, and Tim was um, really good. And um, with on our first. Um, meeting, I think Dee should take it from there. How she had the um, inspiration for the for the beanie for the hat we did. In our first meeting with Tim, uh, it was actually very very nice. We did brainstorm and we talked about like how important is mental health, especially coming from the 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 pandemic. Every, I mean, a lot of people in our times uh, are struggling uh, from mental health issues. But yeah. with the pandemic, I th- I, we've, I mean, it boosted up, obviously. But um, the most important thing I realized from my environment of friends is that most people don't talk about it, uh, which, uh, you know, we were very passionate about talking about it and making sure that everybody knows it's okay, you know, to have anxiety. It's okay to, you know, to, to panic about things. And then everybody's going through you know, really difficult times and we really have to be there for each other. So when we were talking about all these um, and our own experiences, you know, um, I came up with the idea of maybe maybe we can make a beanie, you know, from our organic organic uh, fabric and then actually use our evil eye beads, which uh, actually um, 
is like sort of a symbol of like positive energy to keep you away from the evil eye you know this this um it has this like this story so i actually got some um colorful um evil eye beads and then we did we did make this um special beanie for hospital rooms with uh, colorful evil eye beads um and then our motto was um protect your mind from the evil eye <laughs> so <laughs> always keep positive you know life is still good we're gonna make it it's gonna it's gonna pass all these things are gonna pass so just like motivate yourself you know see some colors and um so we we make this like a special beanie for hospital rooms <laughs> you know that bead eye i can't i can't look at that bead eye without thinking about you guys i associate the bead eye <laughs> with you whenever i see the emoji because <laughs> so nice. you guys use it don't you quite often so, yeah, yeah. We, do, we really like using it and it's funny it's it's funny it's it's you know it, it has it has a message you know it has there's something you know we want to say with it but it's also like really um it's a fun way of like expressing also ourselves i think yeah yeah it is it is really cool um so for the future then what is in store for Harem London what can people expect to see from you guys what's next well definitely um, we really want to sorry go on sorry, sorry to go back. Go there you go no please you go <laughs> um basically we want to um do bigger collections and um, we want to uh, do physical shows and hopefully we want to be back on uh, pop-up shops. And um, we, I don't know if you remember, but we we used to do a lot of pop-up shops before pandemic and we would like to be on the streets again and um, in a, you know, in a you know, nice environment. And um, I'm sure Dee has like a lot of great ideas for the collections. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really want to like do what we're doing, exploring obviously in the, in different ways. Um, like technical on the technical side, I really want to change um, and you know develop the the way we're using fabric. So uh, I want to explore um, different fabrics with uh, with um, different patterns. So we really want to carry on do what we're doing, you know, in but changing these. Um, and also, Begum is really right. We 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 really missed like. Um, setting our own pop-up shops which we again like meet people face to face rather than obviously like our digital sales which is still fine but it's really nice to like meet people and explain what you're doing you know in the um and uh you know to 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 speak with them and see how they feel about you know the garments we really we really did miss that yeah yeah well, I look forward to that and I look forward to seeing what new stories you associate with your designs yes. as well because that, that's part of the excitement for me yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoy speaking to you guys. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's been fun. Thank you, so much. Thank you very much, Nicole. It's lovely to talk to you. Well, that was an interesting conversation with Dee and Begum. Uh, and um, what a cool brand they've got. And I hope you guys have learned something. Um, if you weren't already familiar with the brand Harem London, because as I said at the start of the show, I think it is an exciting brand. I love what it represents. I love the ethics. I love the practices. Um, and of course, one of my favorite things is, and this is what I look for with any collection in general, 
is the story what is the story behind your collection do you have one and uh, Harum London always seem to have a great story which is they're, they're one of my uh, favorite pages to, to keep an eye on on Instagram because you know I love reading the the context of their new collections and you know for me it's a work of art after all you know there has to be some purpose and some meaning to why you're releasing a collection you know um, uh, we live in a generation that is full of mass producing producing for the sake of it producing to just make money you know this is what a lot of brands do sadly and um, I'm more interested in the brands that have something to say that have something that they wish to represent uh, or portray you know and for me that's what Harum London do and therefore they're a brand that I'm looking forward to seeing where they go I'm going to keep my eye on their progress and um, I recommend you guys should do too and check out their website check out their collection there'll be the link in the uh, in the description uh, as will the Harum London Instagram page which again I recommend you follow because it's it does have some in interesting content on there um, and of course they have the, the backstories of the collections um, so yeah exciting times ahead for Harum London I think they're really going to take off in the years to come um, they're definitely worth keeping an eye on and um, that brings us to the end of the show so um, thank you once again for tuning in and um, there's plenty more episodes on the way and um, I hope you guys take good care of yourselves and until next time goodbye au revoir ciao